Hey folks, I'm here today to tell you about Visible. Something unfortunate about wireless services, what you see isn't always what you get. But with Visible, what you see is what you get. No perception check required. Switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible. Get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just $25 a month, taxes and fees included. If you're looking for a carrier that is upfront with no hidden fees, then go to Visible.com to make the switch. You don't need more than one line of wireless to save, and you're going to be getting unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Visible is the wireless carrier that's constantly operating from a zone of truth. In their quest for total transparency, Visible wants you to know the monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey everybody, welcome to the Dungeon Cast. I'm Brian. And I'm Will. This is the podcast where we talk about everything Dungeons and Dragons. And today we're talking about Monks. The Way of the Ascendant Dragon Monk. Hey, Brad. Hey, Will. How you doing today? I'm feeling strong as fuck. Are you now? Yeah. That's good. I, we're about to talk about a strong as fuck monk. I feel like I've been living in a temple and doing push-ups yeah, with my entire like, body. Do you feel like you have uh, the might of a dragon in your spirit and your soul? It's definitely, it's a might of, it's the might of a dragon uh, and it's in my thighs mostly because so, of all the squats, <laughs> dragon squats. Well, this leads into my first question of the episode. Have you ever wanted to throw a punch packed with the power of a dragon? I already did it, but yeah. yes. <laughs> Well, now you can with the Way of the Ascendant Dragon. That's awesome. Uh, in some ways, this can be viewed as the physical counterpart to the Trigonic Bloodline Sorcerer. In my, oh, this is wow. my opinion. Okay. Instead of your Draconic Heritage affinities expressing themselves as pure magic, this character option gives you the physical prowess and abilities of Dragonkind. That's cool. Dragons be strong. Dragons do be strong. And buff. Yeah. Like, we, we focus so much on, like, the, the, the magic part, but no, they're, they're physically, they lift. Yeah, we just they covered. definitely lift. We just covered the new Gem Dragons last episode. Yeah. So if you haven't watched that, go check it out. But we've, we've been talking about dragons, and they be lifting. They do, they do be lifting. <laughs> it's true. So the dragon god Bahamut is known to travel the material plane in the guise of a young monk at times. And legend says that he founded the first monastery of the Way of the Ascendant Dragon in this guise. Uh, the fundamental teaching of this tradition holds that by emulating dragons, a monk becomes a more integrated part of the world and its magic. By altering their spirit to resonate with draconic might, monks who follow this tradition augment their prowess in battle, bolster their allies, and can even soar through the air on draconic wings. But all this power is in service of a greater goal, achieving a spiritual unity with the essence of the material plane. Wow. So Bahamut walked around and said, no, lift harder, yeah. lift heavier. Like, do you see these dragons lifting? You too can lift like them. Check this out. It's a medicine <laughs> ball, my guy. 
Well, um, <laughs> this kind of ties into what you were saying last episode. I guess you you were watching some videos and they were talking about how they uh, were really tying dragons into the material plane. Yes. I mean, that's essentially what this just said. Is like it, it, you're achieving a spiritual unity with the essence of the material plane. Right. I find that interesting. Uh, I wonder why they're tying dragons specifically to the material plane. Well, they're powered by the material, like their hordes. The bigger the horde, the more powerful the dragon. Right. right? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, true. so they're, they're literally like creatures of like... The material. You know, creatures that are tied to certain planes like demons sure. and the abyss and stuff. They get their power, you know. Like, I was kind of comparing it to Hela from Ragnar Thor Ragnarok. Oh, and like being tied yeah. to Asgard. You yeah, can't yeah, kill yeah. me because I am Asgard. He's like, well, that guy's going to blow up Asgard. Right. Sorry, yes. spoilers for Thor Ragnarok. For Thor Ragnarok. But they yeah. blow the fuck up out of Asgard. Asgard. I won't true. tell you how. No, absolutely. Okay, that's. A, I like that. That's a good analogy, and I didn't see it that way, and uh, I like it. Yeah. Um, so as a follower of the Way of the Ascendant Dragon, you decide how you unlock your the powers of dragons within yourself. So they, they do give you a chart, but I mean, I always find it funny. Sorry, this is a little sidebar. I always find it funny that they do feel the need to in- include this, this line here. Yeah. They're like, oh, it's your character. Decide how you want to do it. It's like, isn't that how everyone builds their characters though? But I think, th- I don't think they don't, they do this for no reason. I think... That this allows some people to think outside of the box. Well, if you go on Twitter, uh-huh. you would realize that everyone constantly forgetting that rule. That's so crazy to me. Yeah, so I, I think they continue to, to be like, but uh, yes, we wrote this thing because you, you you want and need it or whatever. But like, also be free, my child. Exactly. Welcome to tabletop games. Right. Exactly. Where you do what you want because it's the brain, and there is nothing on the table except for your basically you projecting your brain onto it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Uh, that's just a small sidebar. Yeah. But, let's but these are it. cool gra- guidelines and stuff. I, yeah, I, I like I like abs- the written stuff. Absolutely. Um, so let's get into the features you get when you take uh, this. Um, subclass as a monk at third level. So the first feature you get is called Draconic Discipline, which of course you get at third level. Um, you can channel Draconic Power to magnify your presence and imbue your unarmed strikes with the essence of a dragon's breath. Nice. You gain the following benefits. Draconic Presence. If you fail a Charisma, Intimidation, or Charisma Persuasion check, you can use your reaction to re-roll the check as you tap into the mighty presence of dragons. Once this feature turns a failure into a success, you can't use it again until you finish a long That's rest. cool. You can keep bombing on it until, until you do you a good right. one. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's fun. I like that. Yeah. I kind of wish spells worked like that. Yeah, I know, right? Uh, Draconic Strike. When you damage a target with an unarmed strike, you can change the damage type to Acid Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Poison. Fucking cool. That is cool. Behold my lightning fists. I made an item that like that's like that. Did you? I homebrewed it for our Super Quest Saga game. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah, I yeah. Changed you my did. damage you type really on did. stuff. You really did. Yes, you yeah. do. Yes, you well, do. That's fucking cool. They mm-hmm. read. They read the minds of people that probably have the same exact yeah. thoughts as me. Fun. <laughs> uh, Tongue of dragons. You learn to speak, read, and write draconic or one other language of your choice. It's kind of weird if it wasn't draconic, but maybe you already know draconic. Yeah, so that, that's true. You, you you learned another language. The freedom there is nice. You get another feature at level three called Breath of the Dragon. You can channel destructive waves of energy like those created by the dragons you emulate. When you take an attack action on your turn, you can replace one of the attacks with an exhalation of draconic energy and either a 20-foot cone or a 30-foot line that is 5 feet wide. Your choice, choose a damage type, acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison. Each creature in that area must make a deck save against your key save DC, taking damage from the chosen type equal to two rolls of your martial arts die on a failed save or half as much damage on a successful one. Is this still like a (laughs) wisdom... Thing for monks, or what's your? Yes, it is a wisdom. Oh, okay, thing for okay. Monks. Yeah, so with monks, dexterity for obviously for being quick and for their unarmored defense, and yeah. then wisdom for their unarmored defense and all of their 
chakra stuff. Yeah, all their key, like yeah. uh, like the radiant one can like shoot beams that use that. Yeah, exactly. It's a lot like a spell mod. Basically. At 11th level, the damage of this feature increases to three rolls of your martial arts die. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. When you have no uses available, you can spend two key points to use this feature again. At level six, you get your next feature. It's called Wings Unfurled. Mm. When you use your Step of the Wind, you can unfurl spectral draconic wings from your back that vanish at the end of your turn. While the wings exist, you have a flying speed equal to your walking speed. That's great. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency mod, um, or proficiency bonus, excuse me, and you regain all expended uses when you finish a long rest. At level 11, you gain the feature Aspect of the Worm. The power of your draconic spirit now radiates from you, warding your allies and inspiring fear in your enemies. As a bonus action, you can create an aura of draconic power that radiates 10 feet from you for one minute. For the duration, you gain one of the following effects of your choice. First, Frightful Presence. Nice! That's so cool! Yeah, straight up from the dragon. When you create this aura, and as a bonus action on subsequent turns, you can choose a creature within the aura. The target must succeed on a wisdom saving throw against your key save DC or become frightened of you for one minute. Target can repeat the saving throw at the end of each of its turns and ending the effect on itself on a successful one. You can imagine just getting really buff for that one. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Like taking sure. off your shirt and flexing. Like, <laughs> absolutely. yeah. Absolutely. I bet you're afraid. <laughs> <laughs> I would be. Um, resistance is another is what you can choose instead of... Uh, Frightful Presence. Choose a damage type when you activate this aura, Acid, Cold, Fire, Lightning, or Poison. You and your allies within the aura have resistance to that damage. That's great for fighting dragons. Yeah, that is that is great for fighting dragons. <laughs> Once you create this aura, you can't create it again until you finish a long rest, unless you expend three key points to create it again. I'm sorry, I'm still thinking about Frightful Presence. Like, yeah. the flavor that you can do with that is unending. Yeah, Frightful like, Presence is pretty, pretty fun. What if I just, like... Dropped trow no, and started no, going no, for it on the floor. That would scare. No. That would scare people. Yeah, but that, yeah. I, I'd I, have to run. I would disengage. <laughs> <laughs> At level seventeen, you get your final feature called Ascendant Aspect. Your Draconic Spirit reaches its peak. You gain the following benefits: Augment Breath. When you use your Breath of the Dragon, you can spend one key point to augment its shape and power. The exhalation of Draconic Energy becomes either a sixty-foot cone or ninety-foot line that is five feet wide. Your choice. And each creature in that area takes damage equal to four rolls of your martial arts die on a failed save, half as much on a successful one. That's neat. Okay. You gain blind sight. You gain blind sight out to 10 feet. Within that range, you can effectively see anything that isn't behind total cover, even if you're blinded or in darkness. Moreover, you can see an invisible creature within that range unless the creature successfully hides from you. I think that's the really key like use of this feature because I'm seeing it. We're seeing it more and more, right? What? Like since it came out, the what? blind sense, and that's yeah, like blind yeah. sight. Uh, but I haven't like used it practically. Like the practical application of it in game. Hasn't, hasn't come like, up yet. Not for me. Right. But um, let me know what you think of Blindsight, like, in the comments and stuff. I want to know who's, like, running it and what they're doing. That'd be cool if you guys could. <clears throat> um, next, you also get Explosive Fury. When oh, you dang. activate your aspect of the worm, Draconic Fury explodes from you. Choosing any number of creatures you can choose, you can see in your aura. Each of those creatures must succeed on a dex saving throw against your key save DC or take 3d10 acid, cold, fire, lightning, or poison damage, your choice. I thought about the trowel thing again. <laughs> no, Brian, no. 
God damn it. I can't control it. That's the last feature you get. That's the last feature you get. I ruined it. There are more, but I can't. we don't get to hear them anymore because I said the poop we, thing. We both built <laughs> Just uh, kidding. Ascendant Dragon Monks, which mm-hmm. we will tell you all about after the short rest. We got to rest first before we talk about it. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify is great. They're taking businesses of all sizes, cradling them in their arms, to help them grow by giving them the tools they need. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success at every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dungeoncast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dungeoncast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dungeoncast. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is now what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The Shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hello everybody, this is Tom Case. And this is Will Stark. Will, could you imagine if we had our own podcast? Dude, could you imagine... What if the Loch Ness Monster was real? Do you think they would open, like, essentially a quote-unquote Jurassic Park for this? Oh, no, like, no. Ness they're not going to let anyone look at it. What if your house was haunted? Mm-hmm. Let's say it was a woman. She wants companionship. No. You know what I mean? Like, okay. I'm, I'm not talking oh, about, like, okay. love or sex or anything. Okay, cool. You know, I was going to bring this up, but I knew you were going to say no, so. What if someone close to you was a werewolf? Set up a camera. Yeah. It would still be a full mood, so she would turn into a wolf monster. Go out in the night, probably kill some people. Oops. <laughs> yeah, I mean, nothing I can do about that. The best in what if entertainment. Just search Dude, could you imagine anywhere podcasts can be found? We've returned. Indeed, we have. We are back, and I built a character. Indeed, he did. He didn't have a name, but now his name is Kieran. I like it. It's a good name. Her name. Her name. Her name is Kieran. I want to do Kieran is a draconic kind of uh, monster, which. Yes. Is, I like that. Cool. Uh, and this character is based off of uh, Krillin, or like they say, like Kuririn in mm. 
in uh, Dragon Ball. In Dragon Ball. In Dragon Ball. Um, so mainly just in like I don't know Krillin's backstory Aesthetic is kind of or like backstory. Both. I, I built a halfling. So, so, is there a short bald halfling? A short bald with, with halfling girl. Girl. Um, with a dragon tattoo. Nice. <laughs> All the references. All the references. I've never read those or watched it or um, whatever it it's is. It's an excellent movie. I know. It's, it's like I, a holy shit good movie. I hear a lot of good yeah. things. Um, Speaking I, of which, I, sorry, I'm, this is a big interrupt, but I've been meaning to ask. Have you seen Dune? Oh, the movie Dune? Yeah, the new movie Not Dune. Not the new one, but the old no, one. No, the new one. Yeah, I've heard it's very good. It's it has so fucking good. It has Zendaya in it. So. Barely, but like she's barely in whatever. it. Whatever. She's cool. She's just got to touch the thing. It's Dude, gold. everything. Spider-Man? Every, uh, Spider-Man? Zendaya. Oh, yeah, she's in Spider-Man. Uh, as a fan of the book Dune, sorry for this sidebar, um, it was it, it was a very much a Fellowship of the Ring moment. I was like, oh, they did it. Like, they brought it to life. Oh, like, yeah, because succeeded. the old one, the technology was, like, not no, there to make no. that movie. And it's it's a difficult book to adapt anyways. But sorry. Back is, to Vin, back is the old one Vin Diesel? No, it went way before him back in 1984. What am I thinking of with Vin Diesel? Man? I have no idea. Me neither. But let's, let's keep, talk let's about keep your moving book. on. Sorry, yeah. guys. That's my bad. I'm obsessed with the new, new movie Dune, though. Absolutely obsessed. So, Kieran, the the um, the Ascendant Dragon Monk, is a, a bald halfling girl. That we dragged. I said all that shit. Yes. Um, but I've got plus one strength, plus three dex, plus two con, plus zero intelligence, plus two wisdom, and minus one charisma. Because when Krillin comes onto the anime, he's a little snob. Right, I think I remember that. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a 15 AC, and I got um, some good some decks and strength saving throws and proficiency. I took acrobatics, athletics. Um, that's all I have marked here, but I imagine there's more stuff that I should have selected. Um, but I imagine, like, um, uh, you know, the keep the charisma low. Um, maybe take, like, religion for whatever's going on here at this monastery that I'm joining, which is, like, super dragon-related. So basically, I show up here as a child. I'm dropped off, and I, I can return home when I'm a good monk, a good dragon monk. Right. Hey, come back home when you can fly or whatever it is that they do here. That's level six, yeah. And I'm going to be squatting mm-hmm. and doing push-ups and punching and kicking and eating protein nice. and lettuce. Getting so strong. I mean, like, do you think do you think a dragon temple monastery would be about the protein, or do you think they would be more of, like, the, the vegan? Do you think how much embodiment of, like, dragon culture would this I monastery, think, like, kind of carry? <laughs> I mean, we could we could lean into the Bahamut, like, do you lift like dragons lift? But um, I think I, I think we should. Well, what does that mean, you know? Like, are we picking a—here's a big rock, you know? <laughs> I mean, it could be, but I'm thinking it's more along the, the lines of, like, attune your spirit to the material plane to the spirit of dragons you know that yeah. probably uh, permeates this area you know what i mean i think my sensei is going to be like kind of coy and like sort of a douche like with the mystery like mm-hmm. like early yoda in empire strikes back he's like i don't know can you lift that rock dragons can lift that rock exactly. and i can lift that rock because i like i'm like dragon yeah <laughs> Me buff. Yeah, there you go. Sure. Uh, so uh, you can lift that rock. You can. We'll we'll call you Monk. Okay, little boy. So little girl. I, do you have feats, by the way? I think yeah, you have some feats. I got some feats here. What feats you got? Um, let's see. Pulling them up right now. Uh, let's see. We got martial arts is what I get as like a monk. Where's the Where's the like extra feats I get? There should be a feat. Oh, there it is. It's freaking D&D Beyond. I got the mobile feat, which I really love. Um, anytime I'm playing like a combative physical fighter class, I really like this feat. Um, I can uh, My speed increases by 10 feet. 
Uh, when I use the dash, ac dash action, difficult terrain doesn't cost me extra movement on that turn. And when you make a melee attack, a creature, uh, I don't provoke opportunity attacks from a creature until uh, the rest of the turn, uh, whether I'm hit or not. Yeah. So the next one I got is Crusher. Uh, once per turn, when you hit a creature with an attack, that deals bludgeoning damage, you can move it five feet to an unoccupied space, provided the target is uh, no more than one size larger than you. So I think I'm, as a halfling, I'm small, um, so I can move medium creatures around. Yeah, it would be, yeah, it would be medium creatures. I could still move, that's most people. Yeah, it is most people. Not centaurs. With your fingers. Not the animal stat block, not, not the creature the, stat block. Not the block. monster stat block, but the actual racial stat block, yes. Welcome to D&D. So dumb. <laughs> but, okay. Uh, also, when you score a critical hit that deals bludgeoning damage to a creature, attack rolls against that creature are made with advantage until the start of your next turn. So right, that's really cool. Punching. I picture this like like I'm small, so I'm like really focusing my energy into specific strikes, and I'm going for the ribs, and yeah. I'm going for the neck and the throat and stuff. Absolutely. Like, I'm really going to decimate you uh, decimate you right there. Um, but that's it. It's all, it's all unarmed attacks. It's using my size and like... Um, I can move through a creature's space, so I'm going to be using my mobile feet to be doing like a lot of that stuff and weaving in and out of battle and doing good punches. And when the time comes and I do my good squats, I can fly. Absolutely. Yeah, that's going right. to be awesome. You ready to talk about my character? Yeah. Okay, so my character, I built a uh, Gem Dragonborn, which is a new... Well, that, they'll be getting their own episode, or Dragonborns will be getting a second episode, I should say, because we have new Chromatic, Metallic, and Gem Dragonborn. Do they officially have tails yet? I have no idea. People get so oh, mad yeah. at us for saying like you you could we, give them tails. Yeah, you not that they do. Them, we never said that they did have yeah. tails. We said you, you could you give could them tails give them because tails. the the one because of them. tails are cool and there's nothing wrong with having them. And yeah, especially if you're a dragon inspired creature. Indeed. But like also remember, you can do whatever you want. So D and D. My uh, ascended dragon monk is actually retired. His name is Uncle Olakai, and he's an old gem dragon born. He's probably like. Mid seventies, okay, you know, um, and the truth of the matter is, he he left his old monastery because his his ways were outdated, if you will, like not to him but to the monastery, which is starting to focus more on like aggression and oh, okay. getting a little bit more militant. And he he tried to teach and be like, no, like um, this is a spiritual journey. It's not about conquering and hoarding and like. The monastery is starting to go more towards like the way chromatics are dragons. We need to go beat up that other yeah. mo that rival monastery. Yeah. Well, Uncle Olakai is like, no, like we are a gem dragon tribe. Like we should stay true to ourselves. No, so, don't don't buy the Nordic track. Yeah. So, don't you, we don't use the Bowflex. What about the barbells? <laughs> well, the kettlebell. He wasn't really he wasn't really banished per se, but he was essentially banished in that like people started to just see him as like like old and uh like old thinking and silly and like he he's not taking the world he's not changing with the world right and basically all his wisdom is being wasted so you know he's like you know what i'm old i'm gonna travel the world i don't belong here so let me let me find my way people kept saying to him they're like you know man you could just like walk down the mountain they'll probably listen to you down there <laughs> right you know, i don't know so now he spends his days uh going from a body of water to body of water because he's a uh, excellent and hobbyist fisher. He likes okay. to fish. Cool. I had to choose uh, an artisan tool, so I chose fishing. Okay. <laughs> and so I worked that into his backstory. But don't uh, don't let his old age and his like jovial personality um, uh, deceive you, because this dude's a tough motherfucker. He's strong. Yeah, he's yeah. so strong. I forgot. I took the hand drum. You so, reminded me. 
Oh yeah, you got the hand drum. Yeah. Doom, 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 doom. So real quick from his, I want, I want his racial traits. So as a gem dragonborn, um, he gets a force breath weapon, and he also he also resists force damage. Um, he gets a sonic mind. He can telepathic send telepathic messages to creatures that they can see within thirty feet of him. Mm. Um, and he gets gem flight. He can use a bonus action to manifest spectral rings for one minute. Okay, cool. Wings um, again. Wings again. So there's a little bit of redund- redundancy here, but I just like the flavor, so I didn't care. Oh, yeah, that's good. Um, for his feats, uh, he took one feat. It's a dragonborn feat called Draconic Hide. He got to increase his, uh, I think, oh, I forgot to choose here. Um, I think I'm going to go with Constitution okay. by one. by one. So his con should actually be 15 instead of 14. That was between con strength and, and charisma, charisma, right? Yeah. Okay. While he's not wearing armor, which he doesn't because he's a monk, mm-hmm. he can calculate his AC as base 13 plus dexterity mod. Cool. Um, so his dex should be, let me see here, uh, 3 plus 3. So honestly, it should be, is that right? It should be 19. I'm not sure why it's calculating a 16 here. Maybe you didn't finish like picking like yeah. what the feat was doing. Um, by the way, so yeah, he should have 19 AC. Um, That's for, good. For skills, I chose acrobatics, athletics, insight, and perception. Um, again, I just want to lean into the wisdom here. Like he's he has so much experience mm-hmm. in his life. Like he, he has insight into the way people act around him because he's seen it before. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's very perceptive. He's very hard to fool. Um, and basically, he's just ready to get swept up in an adventure at some point. It shows the far traveler background because, again, he comes from like a far off land. He's a sonic, like gem born dragon. Yeah, like, so when we find him, he's left the monastery. Yeah, he's like out exactly. and about in the lands. But, but as a far traveler, you know, it's very obvious that he's some sort of exotic uh, being. So, you know, he, he, he gets curious glances everywhere he goes. Um, was there anything else interesting I took with him? I like that because you can you can pick up with an adventuring party. I, I left a lot of uh, like open space with my character, while whereas your character has like the rich story background that could add to like the lore of the party itself. Right, exactly. And um, but generally, he's just a kind a kind old soul. I'm going with a very Uncle Iroh. You know, Uncle Iroh is a fucking badass. Yeah. But like, he never fights because he's just the nicest guy who always sees like the better path. And he's always full of like uh, idioms and wisdom and parables and stuff. Yeah. That's how I picture Olakai. Part of it, the Uncle Iroh thing is like he lives a more peaceful life because he was like a warlord. Right. He feels yeah, guilty. Exactly. About he feels it. guilty. Well, this is more along the lines of like his people became more like. The, the Fire Nation came and they yeah. left him behind. Okay. And so he saw, he saw that he had no place there anymore, so he ventured off into the world. Maybe you have to go back and like deal with the yeah. bullshit. Like, like the it all changed when the, gem, when the Gem Nation invaded. <laughs> oh my God. That's me trying to rephrase it. So, anyways, um, that's Uncle Olakai. <laughs> nice. That's um, really cool. Yeah, I like him. Hopefully, you guys like him too. We didn't do any magic items. Um, No, because they're monks, man. I they're the, all austere and shit. I have the three star ball. Yeah, sure. You got the three-star ball. Does, what does Uncle Iroh have? So he can play like a card game? Uh, like a really cool teapot. Yes, yes. He's, he's got a teapot. Yeah, he's like a really, a really nice He loves one. tea and he loves to fish. He stole it from the witch light. He likes to drink tea while he fishes. He's got a fey witch. He's got a fey witch. Uh, fey teapot. Let's take a long rest. Okay. Hey everybody, welcome to the long rest. It's time to talk about building a beholder. On this part of the episode, we usually shoot the shit. And in the year of the beholder, we are talking about building our own custom beholders, which mm-hmm. we have done every episode this year. Go to the long rest, check them out, and uh, then the hobble man came and started drawing them. 
It's like very my, well. Yeah. In fact, it's my all fa- very horrifying looking. It's my favorite. Uh, my favorite old poem is "Then the Hobbleman Man Came." <laughs> favorite children's book um, tale. What was I gonna say? Uh, th- this is the eighth feature we did. So we do. Assuming we are correct, and last feature yeah, was seven. Uh, the, every all beholders have ten eye beams. So we give each of these beholder ten custom eye beams and t- ten custom physical features. And this should be beam and feature number eight, if my calculations are correct. Hopefully they are. Um, which do you want to start with, the feature or the beam? Uh, I want to start with the feature. All right. So the feature for this beholder will be a pair of spectral dragon wings, which are purely ornamentary because beholders can already fly. Wouldn't it be cool? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, well, no, they can, they can hover. It's well, different yeah, from flying. It's better than flying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> is it? It is. It is better than flying. But what if you could hover and fly? Maybe, maybe, hold on, let me look. That's, that's, like, upgrade. Oh, no. That's an upgrade, right? Wings of furled. Oh, no, it's a flying speed equal to your walking speed, which is... Oh, ass. no, so it, it can't ass. fly. They're purely yeah. aesthetic. They're purely aesthetic. That's great. Yeah. I like that better. Okay. And can't they only, like, pop them off for a little bit? They have to, like, go to well, sleep? Well, this, you know, this beholder just has them. It augment, beholders augment reality with Indeed. their brainscape. Indeed. So, so what, has. what's the eye ray power? Punchy hand. Punchy hand? <laughs> That's it. That's what it's called. We're turning the uh, the bottom left or very bottom right, whichever uh, like perspective you want to take the Hobbleman, um, and it's just going to gut check people, really. Uh, with so it, with its eye, with its eye that we're going to change to a fist. Okay, so one of its <laughs> eye stalks has become a buff arm and fist that it uppercuts people with. It and doesn't even have to be buff. It can be it can be uh, uh, toned. You know, just like kind of yeah, like a monk uh, arm. Some uh, some arm of various fitness level. That can punch with at least draconic elemental power, but fit and yes, with draconic elemental okay. power. So it's ooze, the the knuckles are oozing with this draconic power, whatever it may be. Yeah, you could choose one of the five elements. Yeah, one of the five elements. Okay, <laughs> that's it. That's it for we, that's it for this week of the Beholder. Look, looking good. We got we got hey, two more, and then it's done. What's a good name uh, for our minion? <sighs> we we got to look back at some of these features and come up with something. We'll do that for next. Do episode. minions have names? It's not a minion. It's green and made of crystal. You put a goggle on it. It's got dragon wings on it. It looks inherently like a minion because that is the basic design of all minions. It super doesn't. I guess some minions have two eyes, but they all wear those freaking goggles. Yeah, this one just happens to have a goggle for its singular eye, but it's it looks it's got ears. Minions do minions have ears? I don't know. I don't know. I don't don't think so. But it's got like goblinoid looking ears. It's got hag ears. It's green and its skin's made of crystal. Anyways, the show we'll name it next stuff. week. We got a new merch shop, guys. Dominion. It's uh, spreadshirt.com. Links in the description. Ears. And we have uh, some brand new designs, uh, one of which I put together myself. And things look good. We have way more products, I think, on our old shop. We were really limited in products. Now we've expanded to hundreds of different products. We have some brand new sexy designs. Go ahead and check it out. Links in the description. If you want to help support the show, go check out our new merch shop. Do you want to get highly sexual with your with your D&D swag? There's a cool co- podcast called The Dungeon Cast that you're currently listening to. Isn't this hilarious? It's I, Okay, I Googled something. It says, do minions have ears? And it's a minion with ear po- AirPods in its ear. It does, they don't. They don't have The ears. answer is no. Yeah, so this isn't a minion. Go <laughs> check out our new merch, star, merch, the merch store, guys. Um, we're going to be wow. sporting some of the new merch here on the show uh, soon, as soon as it comes in. A lot of these dudes have two eyes, like way more than I thought had two eyes for some reason. Yeah. I don't really watch you gotta movies. you got to stop spreading your minion is- misinformation, man. Well, look at that one and tell me that it's not yeah, the same. Yeah, there's one minion with one eye and he wears a goggle. No, bro, there's like a bajillion of these dudes. There's four. 
in this one yeah, small sample size. Yeah, in an image size, of like 20, there's five. Five, six, seven. Okay, there's seven. Eight, nine, <laughs> ten. Okay, roughly I half I keep of finding them. more. There's actually way more. With They're about half and half. We'll talk photo. to you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.